now we have Shania Matson. Uh, and let's let's have a just a quick happy birthday, Shania. Happy birthday, Shania. So I'm a I'm a newcomer to Meridel's work. Um, it was just actually this last year um, that my friend Ben, who you'll hear from later, um, said that I should read Meridel's work, um, and so I did. And as I was reading some things, and then especially um, seeing the video that I think some of you might have been involved in creating that you have here, uh, My People Are My Home, um, I started to think, wow, that really resonates with me, the things that I'm thinking about and that I'm writing about. Many of them are on the same themes and in a similar kind of voice. And I thought to myself, I wonder when Meridel's birthday is. Because in, in that piece, she talks about being born in the winter. Um, in this landscape, um, and I looked it up, and so we shared a birthday. And so that's where I was like, this would be a fun way to honor Meridal and, um, and then see some faces of people that I love and hear from them. So um, I'm going to read something that I wrote. Um, it was written this last year while I was reading Meridal's work. Um, I don't know exactly how it was influenced, but this line, um, the body repeats the landscape. They are the source of each other and create each other, <clears throat> really resonates. And I've been writing a series of poems. This is one of those uh, that is in response to top 40 country songs, uh, which I am not a big fan of, but I listen to them and then try to respond with some of the stories that I think are missing um, from that landscape. <laughs> if you can imagine that. Um, so this one is in response to a song called They Don't Know by Jason Aldean. You don't need to listen to it. This is better. <laughs> um, <clears throat> My mother never learned to swim, but that's just one of our stories. Another goes like this. My father used to play music at a bar called The Corner Club, named for its place in the elbow of a gravel road that makes a sharp turn eight miles north of town for reasons unknown to most people. Surveyors will tell you this is a correction line, a place where the curve of the earth met a desire to map. Long before my father met my mother at The Corner Club, Landmen decided to correct a line right there, so the whole of this place could be parceled into near-perfect squares, divided from itself, and sold. My mother arrived to a home made from this violence. Soon after the survey, the landmen dug the first gravel pit in Aiken County, used the rock to make highways through lowlands. Then they drained what they could, made farms and money, from potatoes, winter wheat, and sugar beets. But they left our swamp, which was too low and thick, and in the elbow of that road, they made a bar. In the back of that bar, my father made music, and my mother, who never learned to swim or to sing, found that if she listened, she could hear words before they were spoken. What they don't know. We are made from the failures of maps and the promise of music, or the promise of maps and the failures of music. In all the places where bodies of water refuse to give their shape to territory, we seep. And we are made from the moment when bodies learn to be buoyant, to flow together from a source unnamed, in spite of everything the landmen claim. My mother never learned to swim, but she grew up floating the Mississippi on a ramshackle raft made from john boats and barn doors and turned up hoods of broken down cars. No matter what they tell you, she said, ours is not the same river. Our river is narrow and wild and forgiving. Our river curves softly and it moves slow. Our river is not a line in the land to correct. It is the land. And it is all the water they can't see. 
We were told never to swim in our river because it carries our ghosts who have names and miss our joy. They don't know those names, and we were never supposed to tell them. They don't know how our river swallows all the things we've lost and the wicked will we've wished away. They don't know how our mothers won't forget. Our mothers who hold our stories and violence pooled in their hips, reminding us there is no away. I learned to swim in gravel, staring up at machines that sat idle on the edge of a blue-green hole we called the pit. We were always waiting for the landmen to dig again, waiting for the bubble to unburst and the bust to boom so there would be good work for the men who left. Our mothers shouted over the water, they'll be back, calling us in with anticipation and warning as if a storm like that could be weathered with grace. But when the landmen finally returned, they found the pit overgrown and the children gone. And instead of leaving the place to heal itself, they called it a lake and gave it a new name built vacation homes and bike trails and a brewery they called the pit. When my mother started to bleed for the first time, her mother told her it was an ordinary curse that would only bring trouble, close your legs. And convinced she was dying, my mother tried to stop the flow with her hands, but couldn't. Some people call them swamp stompers, the wild girls who live where the land is still wet, its contours unmapped. To them, female bodies are just wildlife, another lonely place they can fill with their stories of taking. They don't know all the water we hold, or that we hold it for our daughters. They don't know the source of our lives or our longing to live. I knew her as Riverine, first daughter, a ghost now like the others. According to my grandmother, a dowser who traced our power and our heartbreak to a vein of water that flows unseen between two worlds, I would have three children. Two would be daughters born from the same river. In the dream of Riverine, my grandmother said she looked over the water and saw a bird she didn't recognize. It had a song she'd never heard and would never hear again. But she told me to listen, same as my mother did. Though we don't know what a bird is saying, we can still follow its song. <laughs> <laughs> 